This is the Lunar Lab Podcast with Becca P. Estrelli and Maya Toll. Get the whole scoop from two friends in the trenches of conscious business as we try to balance our spirits and our spreadsheets without losing our minds. Join us for the sacred, raw, and very real lunacy. For show notes and extra tidbits from this episode, please visit thelunarlab.com. Welcome back to The Lunar Lab. We're really excited to be talking today about self-confidence. And this conversation springs out of something that one of my coaches, Christine Kane, said. She said it live. I don't know if she's ever written about it, but she was on stage and she said, the most important thing to do as an entrepreneur is to protect your confidence. Having had mine kicked in the butt in the past <laughs> couple of weeks or a couple of months, I mentioned this to Becca and she was like, oh yeah, I'm so on board. So we're going to be talking today about self-confidence and what that means and how we try to protect it, how we fail to protect it and, and what happens when the self-confidence leaves the room. Yeah. Before we clicked record, I was talking to Maya about those paralyzing moments in business and really in life. But when you're really putting your all into something and you have a day or a week or a month of just like the confidence leaves the room and you forget why you're doing this and you can't like muster up the courage to keep going. It's like a really scary moment and we all run into it. And so when you said that Christine Kane, it said the most important thing is to protect your confidence. I really felt that in like my whole body of like, I have been there in that moment where I needed to protect it. And because I didn't, I, you know, I lost time or I had this moment of doubting and then I had to cultivate it back. And I'm realizing in so many ways I have been protecting my confidence. Even by having this podcast with you, it's like holding ourselves accountable to our mission in the world and why we're doing this. And that is protecting the confidence and the why, the purpose of all of this. Hmm. I think you just nailed something that I wasn't, I wasn't putting together by protecting your confidence, you're protecting your why, your mm. purpose. I think that I was thinking of it as protecting your ego. And sure. right. And so like I put some buffers in place to protect what I, what I thought I was doing was protecting my confidence. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get to the place where I'm going to tell you guys how I've been smashed under the heel of self doubt for the past three or four months. But I want to stay on, on this thread. You know, I put some things into place with my assistant, with my husband, with the people around me who helped me to run my business to protect what I thought was my confidence, but which probably was more my ego. And like some of those things were, I don't open emails anymore from the general public. You know, after getting a few too, too many emails, either really raking me over the coals for using the word witch or telling me that I shouldn't be charging anything because the earth gives her medicine for free mm -hmm. and you should too. And I was like, go study with the earth. She'll give it to you for free. <laughs> what I realized is when those emails came, what I got was angry. And I realized there was no reason for me to be running around angry. It didn't actually support my business. It didn't support my work in the world or my supporting other people. So it made sense for my assistant to open those emails. Like that's one of the things that I put in place. And when I did it, I thought back to Christine Kane saying, 
that you have to protect your confidence. And I thought what I was doing was protecting my confidence, but really reflecting on it now, my confidence wasn't really involved. Like I never felt deeply wounded or hurt by those emails. I felt annoyed. I felt like I was being bitten by horse flies, you know, <laughs> like I, I just was pestered and that made me riled up, but it didn't really affect my confidence. Does that make sense, Beth? Yeah, it makes sense. I'm having a moment of like, man, Maya's so cool and confident and like she's so strong in her work in the world. And I've always just admired you for that because I remember four years ago, I stumbled upon a hate forum with a thread about me. Yeah. Yeah. With, um, you know, basically calling me just uber privileged, which is true. I am a woman of privilege and it hurt. And it was like an ego punch. And then I also just was in such a place of doubting my purpose, or I hadn't quite landed in purpose. To be totally frank, I hadn't quite landed in purpose. And I wasn't mad or annoyed. (laughs) I was hurt and shriveling and sad and scared and and all that. So I'm just like mirroring to you right now, like, you're such a badass, Maya, because like, that's so cool. (laughs) Whereas I wonder if I'd stop if I stumble now, you know, I've done so much work on myself. And on my business, if I stumbled on a hate forum thread about me now, if maybe I'd be like, well, that's you've clearly got issues and I'm just reflecting them to you and good luck to you kind of a thing. Yeah, I I think that some of it is there's no universal answer, right? Like if you were just coming out of a really good meeting or a really good coaching call and you were feeling like centered and grounded and you read that, you probably would be like, good luck to you, mate. You know, right. <laughs> you've got your issues, go your way. And if you were just coming off a fight with, with your husband or something that had you in a different frame of mind, you might respond differently. I, I think sometimes we're, we're hoping that we get to the place where we're always going to respond the same way. Like we've got this. And the truth is it's going to depend what you ate for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, just reflecting here, it's what's what I know I need. And I used to be like, oh, it's because I'm a Leo. But I think this can be because of anyone. (laughs) I need affirmation and I'm not afraid to ask for it now, you know, to just like text girls or ask you my just to be like, can you remind me of how awesome I am? Can you remind me what you see in me? Because I can't see it right now when I feel that little dip you know, to like, and, and yeah, that's serving, that is fluffing up my ego in a way that's really important for me to keep going, you know, to just, and, and I used to be like, what does that mean about me? Like I thrive so much when people tell me how great I am. Does that mean I'm, you know, like full of myself or, or like anything bad about me? But now I'm like, no, actually it's really important especially for women doing this work in this world right now to be reminded of how amazing, like of of the vision we see for each other. Cause sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees and be like, you, you and I do this all the time, Maya, when we text each other, we're just like, you're so cool. Let me remind you why you're so cool. And it's like, thank you. Thank you. I will proceed. Yeah. It's that's really interesting. The mutual admiration society. So you guys just got permission from Becca to ask for ego fluffing whenever you need it. It's very important. Yeah. So I do think though, that 
there's this, there's this thread that I'm not quite like, I'm not there yet. I don't have it, but I'm going to toss it back to you and see if you have it. I'm really liking what you said about where confidence intersects your sense of purpose and needing to protect that because a sense of purpose is different from ego, right? Like ego is that little part of us that needs to know that we're on top and that we're moving forward and that we're liked and loved. And it's kind of our, it's like the, the guard at the gate, right? Mm -hmm. Ego's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm making sure that, that there's like strength here. But I think ego might be standing at the gate of sense of purpose. Like ego and sense of purpose are not the same thing. Totally. Yeah. I, man, this is, we've just opened up a can of worms here, but I just, this conversation around ego for years, I just really shamed this concept of ego. And now I realize just like with you, ego standing at the gate, ego's keeping me alive and ego sometimes, you know, grabs the wheel and I have to be like, actually, can you move to the back seat? Like, I got it. It's cool. Let's just bring it down a notch kind of a thing. And this concept of ego being at the gate of purpose and that, is that what you said? Yeah. 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 Like that's part of what ego's protecting, I think is that sense of purpose. Right. I don't know if this helps the issue at all in terms of just getting us to getting us to whatever it is we're talking about. So I have all these things in place that I thought were protecting my confidence, right? Like people intersecting emails before I do. And, um, there are a couple other little things that, that I, I have in place that just preserve my sense of, Oh, I did just get it. I just understood how all this pieces together. Okay. I have a couple things in place that preserve my sense of being the leader in my business. Mm-hmm. And that's why this winter I wasn't understanding why this winter kicked my confidence so badly, but now I'm getting it. So what happened this winter is I realized that I have spent an incredible amount of money and time and energy and money and money uh, (laughs) on a website, which is not performing as it should. What's happened because of that is, you know, for those of you who are involved in the online world, the way that we get new people to our programs is we do something called launching, which is when we invite new people in. I haven't been able to launch for 16 months. All I've done is small, what we call internal launches to my own list. The reason being that this website has been such a humongous pain in the tuchus that I didn't trust it. I didn't trust it to take a whole bunch of people incoming at the same time. And I thought if I launched to strangers, to people who don't know me well, and they had a bad experience of getting on the website of like the website, taking their payment and things like that. Like, you know, if they needed a lot of customer support to get through the process that I would have already lost their confidence before I began. So I only wanted to let people in who already knew me and knew how I rolled and knew I would take care of them to the best of my ability, even if things got screwed up a bit. So I haven't done a big launch in 16 months, which means I haven't really gotten a whole influx of new people into the program, which means, you know, the money is not coming in, in the way that I projected it when I set out and built this website. Okay. So I would have thought if you had asked me, what my reaction to this would be, I would have said that I would be angry, that I would be flaming mad, Mm. you know, that I would be driving people to do their jobs and do them well. 
But what happened was much more insidious than that. Slowly over the course of three to four months, and and I didn't even realize it was happening until I, you know, now I'm kind of on the other side of it and I'm looking back and I'm going, oh, that's what that was. My confidence went down the tubes. And it was my confidence first to make good decisions. Oops, I made all these bad decisions. Big like decision-making thing that wasn't working was the people I was hiring. And then I was finding that I wasn't leading them well. I wasn't getting my team. I have a fairly big team. We should be able to pull this off through this process. I, I just, I couldn't do it. And then it started to affect my ability to interact with my people. Like I began to feel like the only interactions I was having were those where I was apologizing for the screwed up website. Mm. And so I started to really withdraw and to avoid interaction. And it's really only in the past week or two that I've realized like, oh my God, this is what Christine Kane meant about protecting your confidence. All of a sudden my confidence was blown to bits Yeah. to the point where, I mean, Becca's been watching me go through this. I have almost closed everything down. Not once, not twice, but like three or four times now. I think I'm better now that I can put a name and I can kind of see what happened, but I kept going back through the cycle of, I don't have the confidence. I don't have, you know, the inner will anymore to make this happen. And, and I lost that sense of purpose. My purpose is only about keeping the website alive, about the next conversation with the web developer. Like that's all I was doing all winter. And I, I really lost my grounded sense of purpose. And when people like Becca said to me, you are this, that, and the other thing. When I had a woman say to me the other day, we need you. You do what no one else does. I was like, that's bullshit. Lots of people do what I do. I don't do anything. Mm. I manage a stupid fucked up website. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, but that's it. That confidence was actually a sense of purpose. And it went down the tubes. Is it back? It's coming back. It's coming back. And, and I think how it's coming back is so interesting. I got to the place that I was when I went to Ireland, like the last mm. big cusp turning point, not the last, like, I don't know, the last place where I really hardcore did this exercise. And this exercise is where you get to the end and you surrender Mm-hmm. And say, okay, universe, thy will, not my will. Mm. I am one thread in a big tapestry and I, I need some signs where this thread gets woven in because I don't see it anymore. And then I start paying attention and the, you know, what started coming in when I started paying attention outwardly instead of inwardly, because my inner experience was no longer matching the outer experience. My customer service people were saying, your tribe is happy. Your tribe has what they need. Your tribe does not think the website is all fucked up. Right. And I'm like, it's all a disaster. And they're like, Maya, your reality is not matching the external reality right now. So I was like, I was so lost within the labyrinth of my own mind. That's what that lack of self-confidence did. I got lost in the labyrinth that I just, I had to go to total surrender. Like I'm just watching the signs. I'm hanging out. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. I solemnly swear I will follow the thread where it needs to go and stop trying to yank it in different directions. Mm. 
Thank you so much for sharing because I know so many people can relate to this moment. This is like the heroine's odyssey, right? The hero's journey. This is, I'm reflecting on Christine Kane's saying around protecting your confidence. And I'm also seeing that this was a very important part of your journey, Maya, to come back to yourself in this way, to suffer really through this process and to question it all. And then to come to this moment of deep surrender and to quiet the mind, to see the signs, to find your way back to this thread in the tapestry of the universe. Like, ooh, gives me chills because I too have walked that path. I too will walk that path. And yeah, I think this is a part of being an awake person in life is to find your way back to yourself where confidence and purpose intertwine and ego is still guarding the gate, but ego is not running the show where right. all you're thinking about is, you know, vanity metrics, followers, likes, and, you know, superiorly run websites when actually, you know, you've written a book and you've got devoted following and you're changing people's lives and you're devoted to your tribe and you've come back to that. It's beautiful to witness. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And I know it's going to come back for all of us. And that's where confidence is like grounded, right? In purpose. Yeah. One of the things that I come back to is like core principle that I come back to when I get lost in the labyrinth is that a labyrinth is not a maze. A maze has dead ends. A maze has like all these places where you can actually get screwed up and lost and lost forever. But a labyrinth doesn't. A labyrinth has one path into center and one path back out again. And when you're walking it, you can't figure out sometimes how you're going to get to the center. Like it doesn't look like the path gets there, you know, but it does. And then it comes, like it goes in and it goes out and it's one path. And if you follow it and you can quiet yourself down enough to follow it and like stop turning in circles. Cause essentially what I end up doing sometimes is I just start spinning in circles in my own brain. I'm not making any forward progress. Mm-hmm. You know, I call it chewing your cud. Like I just go over the same stuff over and over and over again. If I can put one foot in front of the other and like move the energy forward, the path is there, but it's a big old trust exercise sometimes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's all easy and it doesn't mean that it's all good. But it means that the energy is moving forward. Like stuff still sucks sometimes. So good. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So should we move on to our quick fire round? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, ask me because you just had a big share. I'll give you a moment. You can ask me. Okay. So share a moment when your self-confidence has gotten beat up and what you learned. Yeah. Okay. Well, I already shared the moment when I, when I discovered that. The hate forum. Oh God, that was really tough. But in more recent times, I had a quote failed launch where it was last June and I had put a lot of time and energy 
into something that just felt really good. I was like, oh, I'm in alignment. This feels great. I did this webinar workshop on passion projects and I loved it. People resonated. You know, I was just like feeling so good and in my purpose and that, but there was no buying. There was no money coming in. And that really confused me because I was just like, well, if you're in alignment, then abundance should come to you, right? Isn't that what they say? (laughs) I'm so confused. Like I just got into this like dissociated victim mode of like the universe is mad at me. Like I just got really silly in my head and was just like, I wasn't in a place of being like, well, maybe strategically there was something up or maybe this isn't the right message. Or maybe, you know, June's not the best time to like ask people to join a community. What I went to was I'm a failure. I'm screwed. This business is running into the ground. I will run out of money. I suck. I make horrible decisions. I'm bad. Like, like heavy, heavy, heavy. And that was about two months. That was last summer where I was just so confused and defaulting to the negative self-talk as opposed to like, well, okay, it happened. And now I'm way more resilient with launches where I'm just like, all right, we'll figure out another way. It's fine. You know? So I'm grateful to that moment. And then I realized maybe I'm just supposed to enjoy summer. (laughs) Maybe I'm like supposed to like, you know, go camping with sisters and weave baskets by the river and like make drums and you know, lay in the sunshine and garden. And it was like, no, that was the answer. And it felt really good. So that I rolled into fall feeling super resourced. And it took, yeah, it took some surrendering to play of all things to come back. Yeah. And you need that fall energy big for your big launch. For and- harvest season, man. It's a big yeah. one. And for a handmade holiday, because that's like a, you know, that's been, whether it will continue to be, but it has been a big part of your business. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. Here's a question for you. What do you value most? Free time, recognition, or money? Free time. No hesitation. Free time. Uh Uh-huh. I actually did a little stint working at a very big organic market that you all probably shop at Mm -hmm. in their bath and body department. I liked the work. I mean, it was before I opened herbiary. So, you know, it was kind of the beginning of like, oh, this is kind of fun getting interesting products and knowing about them and helping people to choose them. I liked the work. I liked most of the people I worked with. I liked the work environment. What they would not do was give me a regular schedule. They wouldn't tell me when my free time was. It was crazy making and, you know, all the like profit sharing in the world did not make up for that. Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't own my own life. Interestingly, one of our employees at Herbiary was over at the house the other day and she was actually thanking me. One of our founding principles in how we manage our employees is that we let them know their schedule way in advance. We give them a regular schedule if that's what they want so that they can have the rest of their life. Like retail doesn't do this. And I forget because we've been in business now for over 10 years and this is how we do it. And this woman was thanking me for protecting her free time. And, and she said to me, and I couldn't agree more. It is more valuable than, you know, than the money, than the wage, 
knowing that I can have my own life. And that's, to me, that's what the free time is. That's so awesome. Yeah. I think uh, an employer prioritizing that is like pretty revolutionary as we're still recovering from the industrialized era of nine to five, how many widgets can you make in an hour kind of a treatment of humans. So that's beautiful. You know, I too worked at the same organic market and I bagged in the front. And that is, that is where I first learned about what organics were and kombucha. (laughs) That is awesome. So everyone run out and get a kombucha. (laughs) And um, you might want to re-listen to this episode because I know I'm going to. I feel like we kind of dug deep with with this one. And I I think there's still things for me to unearth in a re-listen. Let us know what you hear. We will see you in a few weeks. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, lunatics. Becca here. And I've got a favor to ask of you. We're looking to get the Lunar Lab in the ears of more soulful, conscious business owners like yourself. And the best way to do that is to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. So if you haven't done so, simply open iTunes, search the Lunar Lab podcast, click subscribe, and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.